0: In a world where modern media pushes the bounds of imagination, two men embark on a journey to discover lost heroes, daunting villains, and heart wrenching conflict. Join them in their quest in the never ending narrative. You gotta love guitar solos. I really do like them. Hey guys, welcome to the Never Ending Narrative. This is a, a podcast with me, uh, Matt Yeager. and Pat Osmick. That's uh, that's Pat Osmick right over there. That's my buddy, and uh, we we want to do this first episode of our our podcast called The Never Ending Narrative, where what we want to do is we want to talk about stories and storytelling because we've in in our lives we found that that's an important part of our lives. Uh, we love talking about different stories, different movies and what they what they mean to us, how they affect us. Uh so well, I'm going to start right off the bat and I'm going to ask Pat, I'm going to say Pat, what what kind of stories really affected you in in your younger days and in, in your childhood?
1: Ah, interesting. Um well, I'd say um you know, probably the stories that most affected me were uh, the kind of fantasy escape stories. Um, you know, probably the two best examples were, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia and the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember as a, as a young kid, um, you know, my dad reading my brother and I um, all of the, the Chronicles of Narnia stories um, before bed, and we went through all of them. And I just remember it as just a, a cool time to escape into another world and to experience something that was so different from real life but still had those little touch points of familiarity
0: sure you 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 see yourself in their in their own character and their human nature and whatnot Mm -hmm. you know the interesting part is that i actually didn't read the lord of the rings or the chronicles of narnia until i was in high school ah so it it definitely had a different effect it was definitely still the lost getting lost effect but it was me myself kind of in my room i was a little bit nerd kind of uh social recluse if you will and i would just stay in my room i would read all night um, the the Lord of the Rings and the Chronicles of Narnia, uh. But for me as a kid, uh, just like what you were saying, like your dad reading to you, when I was a kid and I first started being able to read, uh, my grandfather would make me read to him after school every night. Cool. And I I remember reading stories like Old Yeller was a big one. You know, I definitely cried a little bit at the end. And uh, To Kill a Mockingbird was a big one that we went through because I'm I'm kind of a slower reader. And so to kill a mockingbird took a long time, you know, when you're just reading like a few chapters every night, but it, it really impacted me in a couple different ways. You know, you read those classic stories, you, you see a lot about human character and whatnot, but also, like you said, uh, with your dad, with you my grandpa reading to me, it, it was kind of like a shared experience.
1: Hmm.
0: And I think that's really important too, that. Something that I th- I think a lot of, like, families miss is that they don't read with their kids. They don't read to their kids. They mm-hmm. don't have their kids read to them. And I think it's such an important thing to get that at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, the not to get on my soapbox too much, but there's, you know, I see a lot of, like, families where there's, like, so much stuff going on. Like, oh, we got to go to karate, and then we got to go to dancing, and then we got to go to band, and, like, you got to do all this stuff. And, like, there is a an inherent value to just staying home some nights, not watching, like, American Idol, but, like, staying home and having spending time with your kids and i think that reading to them and having them read to you is a is a great way to initiate that
1: yeah and it's kind of interesting because when you when you think about it like experiencing a story together like a movie or a book i mean it's it's a different sort of interaction than Mm -hmm. than talking and you know and actually sharing your ideas and information and so like what what about that because you could almost say well it's kind of isolating because you're both just experiencing something externally to each other, but there is something about that, that, that is bonding. And I'm, I don't know if I quite know what that is.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a great point to make. I really think that just, just, I think going through like those emotions together, Hmm. because anytime that you're either in a group or like you're in a pair and like you're sharing emotions, which you do when you read great stories like that, uh, it, it kind of creates a little bit more closeness with mm. each other and yeah, I mean like just, I still remember just reading with my grandfather and just like having like those quiet nights where I'm reading to him and he's helping me out. Cause like, you know, I was reading like To Kill Mockingbird in like the fourth grade or something like that, which is a little bit, a little bit more advanced than like the fourth grade. And so, you know, we really had to sit and talk about like a lot of the different pieces of that mm. book, uh, But, yeah, so so that's, I think, as far as, like, when we're kids, like, that's a great part of what stories mean to us. But even as adults now, like, I know me and Pat, uh, especially, we we love to go to different movies and have a really good discussion afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of our favorites, which you're going to hear a lot on this podcast, is from the director, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, who's made just so many great films that have affected both of us individually and together. Um, His last one that just came out in the theaters and is coming out on DVD soon is the wind rises. And that one just hit both of us so hard that we, we, what we, we stood outside the movie theater for like an hour. Yeah. uh, Just, just talking about that. And I think that that's one of the things that, that kind of inspired me to start this podcast as well, because like we, we love talking about these kind of things and, and doing it and whatnot. Uh, But I mean, stories are used for all different kinds of things you know there's there's that bond that closeness when when you're reading to your kids uh we use even just uh oral traditions passed down that teach different lessons you've got like aesop's fables you've got proverbs from the bible uh you've got all different kinds of stuff from each culture that the storytelling tradition is still is and i think rightfully so is still a big part of what we do how we communicate with each other uh or even like teach like uh, when we're talking about teaching a lesson like uh one of my favorite ways of pointing out the difference is like so you start a new job at like crappy retail store mm-hmm. okay you know you've got to go through your orientation and then you got to see like the safety video the like you know like oh don't use the trash compactor cuz it compacts things and you're not trash <laughs> but you know is that going to really get hit you home or what if like after you you got your orientation, you've got like some old codger that's like been there for years. He's like, Hey, hey, Pat, have you uh have you heard about Lefty?
1: Uh no. Who's
0: Lefty? Well, originally his name was Steven, and then he messed around with the trash compactor. Now we call him Lefty. You know, like that it's a little bit closer to home. Maybe yeah. that sticks in your mind a little bit more. Uh or even, you know, like you you're the older brother of two. I'm sure that there's been times where you screwed up and then Tim gets to hear the story and like, you know, the well don't be like Pat. Right. You know. Um I think that's yeah, that's that's a real important part of it. Uh we also have Oh, that's that's a that's a great thing is you know, stories kind of bring heroes to us. Hmm. And I think everyone needs things to look up to. Like you can look up to real people like your parents, um teachers that affected your life. But I think that there's there's a kind of a fun and energizing way when you like look towards heroes. Hmm. And. Yeah, I. I just I just love like when you're you know, when you're kids and like you just see some guy just, you know, knight in shining armor, kind of like just wrecking everything around him for for good reasons, of course, (laughs) you know, not just because he's a crazy guy. Right but, uh, yeah,
1: and I, and I think I think when you talk about heroes, it kind of brings up you know maybe another one of the the great points of storytelling is that it it allows us to experiment with different ways that the world could be. Um, And it it allows us to see, well, maybe how things should be and to play around with, okay, if if things were different, if this happened, what would the world look like, you know, and what would that mean to us? Mm -hmm. Um, And to kind of play what if, you know, with those situations and and to serve as a point of inspiration to say, you know, uh, look, this is how it should be. You know, what are you going to do about that now that you know this or you see this? And how can we make... The world that we inhabit more like this world that we've just inhabited for a short period of time and, and heard about
0: yeah i yeah because what we like to do is or what what would be nice is if we could strive for the ideal
1: mm-hmm.
0: where where it's kind of frustrating a lot of times like when you're talking about the ideal and like how things should be or how you would like them to be and how you think that that would better man
1: mm-hmm. and then you've
0: got like some guy you know well that's just not how it is yeah you're like well it could be if we maybe strive for this. Do we try it hard enough? Right. It there's, there's very little downside to, for lack of a better term, shooting for the stars. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you're right. I think heroes show us that and teach us that, that if we're very vigilant and dil- diligent to towards a goal and towards an ideal, we can maybe change mm-hmm. the world for better.
1: Yeah. And there's also stories that, that do the very same thing by almost showing a negative picture. I Mm. mean, you think of, you know, dystopian stories like 1984 that shows a world that's, you know, very much messed up. Yeah. Um, and it, it shows you how things should be by showing you when they're not. Right. Uh, And, and that, that can be, you know, inspiring in a, in a whole different way.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, man, good point. Good point. Uh, we were, we were, we touched on this a little bit, but I think another part is uh, processing emotions hmm. or learning how to process them correctly. Because when you have a story or you're experiencing something, like even in a video game, you're experiencing, you can be experiencing emotions and whatnot. It's, it's kind of a, like a safety uh, place hmm. where you can, you can process these in, in a place without consequences hmm. or very little consequences, let's say, uh, so that when you're faced with those actual realities of loss or seeing horrible consequences for your actions, hopefully that has instilled in you a part where you can, you can process those correctly so that you're not treating the situation in a, in a completely wrong way or whatnot, mm-hmm. or go, or just going off the deep end. You know, we see a lot of people just spiral out of control as far as like depression and anger. Mm. Whereas you think a lot of times that they, if they knew or if they learned earlier on that they could process those correctly that, you know, and stories help us do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a super important part of story- storytelling. Um, I, I I even would argue that it's it's something that is very innate to us as humans. Um, so you, you think about dreaming and dreams. Mm, um, yeah. You know. We, we don't know everything about dreams and what they mean and why we dream. But, I mean, one of the theories is that we dream um, to make sense of the information and memories and thoughts that we have in our mind and to place, place things together. That dreams are almost like our brains taking a situation and almost rerunning it again in different situations uh, and seeing yeah, yeah. what would happen and how you would do that. Um, and so yeah, dreaming are... Dreaming is almost like our brains telling a story and dealing with those what ifs and dealing with those emotions and things in, um, yeah, like you said, a safe place.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's really cool to be able to do that. Uh, Oh, another way is uh, you find out where you can actually just share emotions. It's, Hmm. It's sometimes easier to communicate in a story then try and just stand there and be like, oh, I'm just really frustrated about this one thing. I don't, <laughs> oh, uh, well, why don't you tell me how this went? Or, you know, you've got some some friend calls you up, and you're like, oh, he dumped me. Ah, <laughs> and you're like, well, what happened? Let's, let's yeah. go through this. Because going through the story, sometimes you can pick out different parts of where things went wrong or mm-hmm. things were said uh, that led up to that. And I think that that's a big part of it too. And I think that, a lot of times, instead of just trying to yell your emotions at someone to sit down and like tell the story, go through it Mm -hmm. again, we can process things better. We can communicate better. Uh, stories just help us do all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's, I, I really enjoy that kind of stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Oh man, we went through a lot of the topics pretty quickly.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I guess kind of jumping off of that, Mm -hmm. that topic. um, I I almost kind of see there's 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 different types of stories. Um, like I think we we've talked a lot about fictional stories yes. and and um, worlds that are not real and that are made up and and that can be uh, like a proving ground for ideas and in exploring things, but. I guess your, your comment about like talking through an event that happened. I mean, that's a different type of story. It's true. It's, it's, it's a story that explains something that is real, that it actually Mm. exists. Um, And I think that's, that's also a cool thing Um, because the, the facts of what happened, I would argue are not the story like the, the historical facts and, and reality of that isn't the story. It's, it's a person looking at that and interpreting it and telling mm. the story out of those events. And that's when the story is created. And it's a way for us to kind of look at what happened and make sense of it and to rationalize it and process it and work through it. Um, and I think that's a really powerful part of being human is being able to tell stories out of reality as well.
0: Oh, I definitely agree. And you know what you made me think of is when I was a kid, as well, I would also read. I was really into baseball as a kid, mm-hmm. and so I would read like the Hank Aaron story, Robin Young story, Jackie Robinson story, and a lot of these again created heroes for me. Created ways of like deciding, like, yeah, I want to, I want to work hard. I want to be vigilant. Like these guys, you know, seeing that there are tough times mm-hmm. uh, to get through things, but you see this greatness on the other side, mm-hmm. and. It be uh, knowing what they all had to go through, and that they had to go through that to to become the person that they are, uh, hmm. really, really, definitely affected me as well as a young kid. And even now, I I really like hearing stories from like other buddies and whatnot of things that just happen like day to day, are sometimes inspirational mm-hmm. as well. Though of course, sometimes they can be slightly embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I recently was playing through. A game called Bioshock Infinite, uh, which is a great game mm-hmm. uh, good story a lot of a lot of twists and whatnot uh, that that did really well, and we can talk about that another time, yeah. but as I was playing through it, I had my my headphones on, and I'm just playing through it and i I kept getting frustrated because in the game, though it was a great game, I kept getting frustrated because every time I, I would hear somebody. I would think that they're in one direction, but they're in the complete opposite direction. Huh. And I'm, in my internal mind, I'm just like, yeah, oh man, these game designers, how do you screw that up? Like, we've done so many games, this is a very modern game, uh-huh. there's there's not much hard to screw up. So, I had to pause the game and go get a drink, and I came back and I put on my headphones, and all of a sudden everything was fine. That's amazing! It was it was pointed right where where I wanted to be, and I realized... I had my headphones on backwards the entire time.
1: <laughs> Those stupid game designers, stupid they can't game figure designers. it out.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, yeah, I was kind of embarrassed, but uh, that's, you know, just how about that's a lesson that we can take for the day is uh, maybe make sure you have your headphones on the right way. <laughs> then you'll know where things are supposed to be.
1: That's our proverb for the day. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
0: I, yeah, that was, I mean, obviously no one else was, was there with me, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, oh, Yeah. But uh, speaking of video games, you know, there's a lot now where video games have, like a lot of these designers and these, these writers, they have a lot of predicaments between how you're going to tell your story. Hmm. Are we just going to tell you the story? Because there's a lot of games where it's just very linear. You go through whatever we want to, uh, and there's a lot of dialogue, a lot of cut scenes and whatnot, and you're like, okay, that's that's a good story. Yeah. But a lot of people are advocating now... For the idea that you create your own story. Yep. So there's now very much open world games, uh, games where the agency is all put on you. You get to make the decisions and then make your own story. Mm-hmm. Um, Or even just very simple, like where you can have a linear story, like Half-Life 2 is pretty linear. You're going through everything, but you don't speak at all. Right. And so you kind of put yourself in that character. You're like, oh, I'm making these decisions. These are hard decisions am I a good leader? Especially like in uh half-life two episode two, I think there's, there's different parts where you can lead little groups of people mm-hmm. through how you going to lead them. Is there going to be some people that die along the way because you made some bad decision? Cause that mind, like you didn't disarm it. You're like, Oh, we'll be fine. And right. the guy just walks right over. You're like, Oh, there he goes.
1: Yeah. So, so you feel like your actions have consequence in that yes. world and uh, the outcome is based on that. And so, yeah, you're telling a story with your actions.
0: Oh, uh, it's, I I kind of lean towards more the way of like give me the decision making skills. Yeah. Give me the the tools to do things. Though I I don't know why I don't go towards like the full open world kind of deal. Hmm. I guess it's kind of like give me the illusion that I'm making these decisions <laughs> and then guide me along the way.
1: You you don't want to invent your your own story and goal and objectives, you know, uh, out of out of a, a you know, blank slate you'd rather right. have um, at least some part of that, you know, externally dictated to you.
0: Right. Uh, that's that's kind of how I like to go through my stories, which, uh, again, Bioshock Infinite was pretty much like that. Like, mm-hmm. you got to go around. There were some decisions that you got to make,
1: uh, but obviously the story all ends up the same way. Right. Uh, but. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other kind of example of a video game that tries to, you know, get player input and decision making would be, uh, you know, the Mass Effect series. Oh, obviously. yeah. Obviously um every which, decision you make oh man <laughs> but i it's it's funny you look at it and i don't i don't know if you really have that much agency with the story or not okay. um because like every every conversation interaction you you choose exactly what you say and you can you know you can be the nice guy you can be the bad guy but um, i i to me, it almost seems like window dressing. I mean, like the plot's going to go basically how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a couple of points in there that you can change. Okay, maybe I saved this alien species or not. Maybe I saved this person on my team or not. And it changes the story a little bit. But most conversations and things that you happen, that you have with people, it's going to end up kind of the same way. It's just um, how, how you get to that point that they let you change. Um, sure. And so you can dictate the tone of the conversation and how you would go about it. But in most cases, the outcome is kind of the same.
0: Every decision tree is just going to go down to that awkward like, OK, I got all the information by. Right. <laughs> but I think with Mass Effect, too, you know, because you can you can woo quite a number of different people. I, you've played all the Mass Effects, I believe. I haven't I, finished three yet. OK. Uh, I've played some of one and got frustrated with the the fight mechanics and then I, like a baby, just stopped playing. Uh, but as far as I know, like you can woo a bunch of people and yeah, like there's people that you can also lose from your group. Like they can actually die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. in video game terms is, like that's kind of a newer concept. You sure. know. People on your team, you know, they just they just get more lives. That's what they do usually. <laughs> and so I think adding... And I don't think they're the first one to add, like, that team members can die. But I think just the idea of adding that there's, like, a finite part. Like, you can – there's a there's a chance that you cannot see this person for the rest of the game. Sure. Unless you mm-hmm. go into, like, that that crazy, like, memory thing. I think – is that the game I'm thinking of where, like, you can actually go back and, like, visit in, like, your mind?
1: Uh, that might be a completely no, different game. No, I think that's a different game. Okay, that's a
0: completely different game. But, like, the the finite of that or even, like, that you could woo somebody and they can die. Mm -hmm. you know is it really adds to the differences in the story yeah you know like there's Mm -hmm. that can definitely add to to whether that's a happily ever after story or it's a very tragic story Hmm. you know like i saved the such and such race but my you know the love of my life you know died in combat okay you know like that's that's a completely different story than like oh we all made it through like a bunch of bosses and it right. was awesome. You know, yeah. we were just, we were awesome. That's what we did.
1: <laughs> well then I, I, I guess it kind of goes back to the concept of, okay, so what is, what, what is the story and what do we mean by, by saying the mm. story? Because, uh, um, I would argue that in, in a lot of these games, the plot doesn't really change. I mean gotcha. the the overall broad plot of this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then we end we the war ended and we won or something like that. Sure. I mean, that doesn't really change, and those huge plot points are kind of fixed. Mm-hmm. but then there are details about it that are different. And so, like, what do we mean when we say the story? Do we just mean the plot when we say story? Mm-hmm. Or are we going something more deeper than that?
0: Well, and I think that when we talk about the story in this context, I think it's kind of like your own, like, personal, like, how you got through all this. Yeah. Um, which, ain't, you know, kind of getting back to earlier what you were talking about with actual factual stories. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of different biographies on different famous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's different ones on different famous people. So people take it from different points of view yeah you know they go through the same historical points and yada yada but you see it from different angles like different experiences like i don't know if they've written this biography yet but you could say like uh, a biography of abraham lincoln told from the view of his wife oh you know, sure things like that um yeah i think that that can actually affect your own personal story without affecting the actual events that that happened mm-hmm. yeah um but we were talking about video games and it also made me think of just the, the stories that you can get out of playing video games. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, me and Pat and our friends, we definitely still like the in one living room on the couch multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't necessarily do all the, I mean, like I do a lot of online stuff with some of my friends, but when we get together, it's, it's to play in one room, yell at each other, scream and have a lot of fun. And from out of that comes a lot of different stories. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like when we team up differently, there's stories of me and, and Dave versus Pat and Joel. There's different stories of me and Pat versus Dave and Joel. You know, like mm-hmm. when you when you mix those things up, uh, definitely some there's a lot of frustration. There's <laughs> there's thankfully a little bit of love, uh, and there's a lot of punching in the shoulders.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: and so, you know, a lot of those stories come out of that. And those those are, you know, factual things that happen, mm-hmm. um, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well and and it's and it's fun to kinda create your own objectives in your own story outside of maybe what the purpose of that game is i mean so so you can go through and be playing a multiplayer game and like okay the the objective that the game mechanics are trying to do for you is okay eliminate the other team or score more points or you know whatever but you can (laughs) you can completely go around that and tell some different story of like oh no i want to make this specific thing happen i want to I want to blow you up in this way with this big rocket launcher. or Absolutely. Something. And I don't care about my points or whatever. This is the story that I'm going yep. to tell. This is now what's <laughs>
0: happening. This is what this is about now. Yeah. Uh, I was actually doing that last night. I was playing a little bit of a game called Team Fortress 2, which is a multiplayer game. Getting a little bit nerdy here. Yeah. Uh, and I played that game so much that now the objectives don't matter to me. <laughs> I just don't care. Now the objectives, especially if if I have friends that are playing with me and are on the opposite team. The objective is to piss them off. <laughs> is to get them no matter what. And uh, I, was, I, would, I was running through the map. I ran into a friend of mine. She immediately turned around because she was a class that could not handle what was going on. Uh, as she was running away, four other guys start coming at me. And of course, like usually the objective would be to survive. Yeah. No, the objective is not to survive. The objective is to jump over them, shoot a rocket at her, and make her rage hardcore. <laughs> because that also, when she died, she got auto-balanced to my team and did not forgive me for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, that that was my objective. Yeah. And you're, you're right. It, it, definitely so many things changed as far as as far as far that goes. Um, I remember hearing a story. This is not one of my stories, but uh, hearing a story of a guy and his friends playing Red Dead Redemption, the online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And it's slightly restrictive, in that like they they are pretty objective based like going to do stuff. Um, but he went ahead of his group and hmm. started going to like this tavern. Firefight starts out, then a fire starts out. He's stuck inside this tavern, can't get out because he's going to get burned to death. And he's like, guys, I don't, I don't, like, I'm going to die in here. This is what's going to happen. They're like, no, man, we got you. They they jump in with on horses, just <laughs> bash in, rescue him, take him out. Objective was never actually done, but it was an awesome day. You know, like, just yeah, that's like amazing. That. Oh, yeah. I, I really loved like just stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you
1: did you go to fireworks last night at all? No, I did not. I went to the fireworks Tuesday night at Summerfest.
0: Sure. Uh, so here in Milwaukee, we have Summerfest. And to start things off, usually we have what they call the Big Bang, whereas I think is actually more fireworks than f- July 4th.
1: Yes, but not as much as the third.
0: Got you. Yes, we have a lot of fireworks. Here. <laughs> uh, were there any good things that happened from from the fireworks on the the third or Big Bang? Uh,
1: the Big Bang, um, whichever one you went to. Oh yeah. So yeah. So Tuesday, um, we actually went down to Summerfest with the the purpose of uh, seeing Switchfoot. Um, and so you know we got a group of uh, together and we we're going to go down to see Switchfoot at ten. Um, and so we got there, you know, way early, saw a couple of other groups, um, beforehand mm-hmm. and, uh, camped out at the stage where Switchfoot was going to play at, uh, at 10 o'clock. We got there at eight, nice. actually seven thirty. We, we saw the band that was before them, which was, uh, which was definitely interesting. They were a, uh, a rock band, uh, fronted by a, uh, a female, uh, singer who had, uh, uh, long Heron would do the hair whip. You oh, know, the whipping around, whipping by, uh... around, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, it wasn't quite like our uh, um, our normal genre. <laughs> There's it... no
0: like dare you to move like <laughs> emotional song. It's just her whipping her hair around, <laughs> pretty much. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh,
1: it was it was still a fun you know experience to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, so we saw that group, and then there was you know they got done at nine, and there was an hour break uh, in between that and Switchfoot. And the fireworks are going to go on at nine thirty. That mm-hmm. was a the plan. They, the fireworks were actually not supposed to go off that night. They were supposed to have been um, had gone out. off the earlier uh, the previous oh, week. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. but that they got were rained, rained out. out. Yeah. yep. and uh, so it was rescheduled for that night. And, like, just at, you know, like, 9.20, 9.15, uh, these clouds started rolling in again, and it started to rain, and we're like, oh, no, you know, we're sitting here out in the open, we're getting rained on, the fireworks aren't going to happen, they're going to get rained out again, sure. and, you know, so we're all pretty bummed and disappointed, and, uh, you know, 9.30 rolls around, and we're looking at our watches, and we're like, nope, must have gotten canceled. And so we're dejected and trying to make the best of it. It had stopped raining by that point, but we figured, you know, maybe things got, uh, you know, rained on with the fireworks and, uh, you know, they weren't able to shoot them off. Um, And so just at the point where we're kind of getting low and bored and wanting something to happen, all of a sudden – Boom! Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they went off and everyone turns around and we're excited. And the
0: whole crowd's probably just surprised.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause we all thought, you know, right. there was yeah, uh, it wasn't going to happen. And, uh, and so everyone turns around in the stands cause the fireworks are going off right behind us, you know, on the lakefront and uh so then we got treated to a half an hour show of fireworks hmm. um and uh that, that rolled like almost right away into the Switchfoot concert so <laughs> half an hour of fireworks boom 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 and then bah! right right they're rocking <laughs> out afterwards yeah
0: oh uh, and i i really like the the whole like crowd like everyone the thing about when you have crowds like that mm-hmm. that's That's, like, the ultimate shared experience, because, like, everyone now is, like, starting to talk to each other. Whoever was a stranger five feet away is now part of the speculation team.
1: Oh, exactly. There was a guy right in front of us who, I mean, we were checking on our phones to see, you know, you know, was, are the fireworks going to happen? Was it canceled? Mm -hmm. Do we, do we know? And uh, I I pulled up an article uh, that said fireworks delayed again, and... The, the guy in front of me was like, No, what are you talking about? Ah, real
0: hardcore emotion. Exactly. Fireworks.
1: And, and then, then I looked at the, the date and I'm like, Oh, sorry, false alarm. This was the article from last week. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: poor guy, you just sent him on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, uh huh. But it was like, Yeah, the guy booms. we had
1: never met before. But it's like that shared experience, you know, was something we could talk about.
0: Or uh, I don't know about your uh, block, but here on our block where I grew up, Whenever an ambulance, like, parks in, in front of a house or a cop or whatever, everybody meets out on the corner. Whoa. It is like this. I will not – like, I might say hi to you as you're mowing your lawn, but, like, we don't really talk. <laughs> uh, but when the ambulance comes out and it's 11 o'clock at night and there's si- like there's lights going off everywhere, we're all standing, you know, a, a respectable amount away from the house. But we're all just speculating what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, A good one for you is uh, – my house is situated on a corner, and so our bay window can see a good amount of the streets next to us. So we're eating dinner one night, and kitty-corner cross street from us, a unmarked squad pulls up.
1: Hmm.
0: About a couple minutes later, another unmarked squad pulls up. Oh Eventually, there's three unmarked squads and two regular squad cars.
1: Something's going down.
0: Something is... something's happening, and... As if – well, actually, it probably did happen that way. You know, Everybody on the radio is like, okay, time, go. Go, go, go. I'm imagining it like it's like a SWAT team. Like, (laughs) go, 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 go. (laughs) They all jump out of their cars, and they run across our yard to our neighbor's house, kick in the door, and go up to the the upstairs rental. Dude. And we're
1: like, what?
0: Yeah, there is like, some kids – because the upstairs rental always gets – I don't know why. It's like a revolving door of rentals. We've had so many people up there. Hmm. And so this specific group was some guys who – you know, make a little bit of money on the side. Let's sure. just say, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So once that happened, of course, everyone's on the corner and talking about it. And you know, those are the the kind of shared experiences and the fun times
1: that we we like to have. Um, having enjoyment at other people's misfortune and poor choices in life. I'm just saying. I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> if they're going to make those choices, and you know, someone's going to sit there and talk about it. If it's not going to be on TMZ, we might as well you know sit there. You got to pick, up, it. The we gotta pick it. up the slack. You got to pick up the slack. The the local. Two block neighborhood tabloids, <laughs> which is oh, there's a lot of gossip going on in there.
1: Yeah. But, so, did, actually, random thought. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, the local tabloids, did you ever do like a like your own newspaper when you were a kid?
0: No, I I don't think I did.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. No. So we, I, me and me and my little group of friends, when we were you know back in um, uh, grade school, we actually went through a phase. We were trying to publish our own like you know newspaper for our street or our block or, mm-hmm. and you know d- distribute it to all the the neighbors and I don't remember what we wrote about but we were trying to find <laughs> stories and things about what was happening and report on it and And
0: you would make like would you make your own copies like off a copy machine or would you hand write out physical copies
1: No we um so th- this is going to date me um this is back in the day of I think we were using like our Apple 2C computer yeah. mm. and like printing out on like the dot matrix printer like Oh my goodness that would yeah. take forever. I know. But I mean we I don't remember what program we used or anything. It's like it was a long time ago, but you know, we had we were able to print in the two column format and put like some rudimentary really? graphics in there. Yeah, and, I could
0: see that. Yeah. Oh my goodness and yeah, and you're just sitting there in anticipation as the copies are just, just <laughs> painfully slowly coming off the yeah. ee-
1: Oh, you know what? We may, we may have gone down to the gas station to make photocopies. Okay. I think we probably just printed the first one.
0: Which now you're you're spending a lot of like candy money because like those are like five cents a piece. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh man, you guys were you guys were very dedicated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how long it lasted. Okay. But (laughs) well, we we did a couple uh, editions, I think.
0: Yeah, me and my sister we didn't we didn't do that kind of stuff. I definitely spent my candy money on candy. Let's just say. Um. But yeah, we're we're a little bit after the half hour mark, not so the hour mark yet, mm-hmm. but I think that's that's fine uh, for the first one because we just wanted to talk about general things uh, on this podcast, uh, on this on this episode. We're we're gonna go into more specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to delve into uh, character development, yeah. uh, what makes a hero a hero, protagonists, uh, antagonists, you know, all this kind of stuff. Very interesting to me. I really enjoy it. Uh, but also what we're going to try to do is end each podcast with uh, a different like phrase of the day, because what I enjoy is a lot of these things in the English language that people use all the time. Uh, he's a spitting image of his dad. Hmm. Uh, they, uh, something in a nutshell, you know, like all these little things that we use, but we don't actually think about like where they came from or what they mean. And so today's phrase is he doesn't pull any punches. Ah, you've obviously heard that phrase yep. before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you know where it comes from?
1: Well, uh, my guess would be it would probably have something to do with boxing.
0: Yes, it does. Ah, okay. And you know that most people use that phrase in the context of he's very direct. You know, mm. he he doesn't pull any punches. He's he's uh, he means what he says, and he says it outright. He doesn't meander around the bush or anything like that. And so in boxing a lot of times especially when you're sparring like when you're practicing before a match you aren't your your sparring partner and you are not going full force you guys aren't just like sure. decking each other in the face you're pulling the punch where they where they actually pull away a little bit from mm-hmm. the face uh, so that you're not getting the fist dead on your face cuz obviously then people, like sparring that would just be a match and you'd just be a bloody pulp yeah um so when he doesn't pull any punches usually for the the regular match he's hitting you direct on you're getting the full force of everything that he wants to give to you. Ah. And so in the same way, uh, if I want to give you the full force of my words, I'm going to tell you directly. I mean, like Pat, those shoes are ugly. I'm not pulling any punches today. I'm not <laughs> sugarcoating it. Uh, and well, Matt,
1: I appreciate your directness. Yeah. You
0: know, I, I've been actually looking for an excuse to tell you that, that I really don't <laughs> like your shoes. Uh, um, I actually don't even know what they look like because you're sitting next to a table. Actually, I'm wearing sandals. today. Oh, well, then I really don't like your shoes because they're not shoes. They're sandals.
1: What do you have against sandals?
0: Oh, that's that's for another time. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to tell that story then. That story, that horrific story. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just say it involved a little bit of sandals. There was some blood and a lot of crying. Uh, But yeah, so that's. That's what we're looking for, for the first episode. Yeah. Did you have a good time, Pat?
1: I did. I did. I enjoyed it. Let's do it again.
0: I had a great time, and, and we're looking forward to having this time with you guys. Uh, if anyone wants to write back to us and give us any comments or any tell us any kind of stories, you can contact us at neverendingnarrative at gmail.com. Uh, or if you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's narrative at Twitter. Or I don't I don't know the tweets. I don't know how the Twitters work. <laughs> we'll, we're going we're gonna to have to figure that out.
1: Yeah, all, the, all those tweeters, I think they'll be able to find us.
0: We'll find us. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I guess you'll find us, you in the audience. Uh, so that's what we have for today. Thanks, guys, and uh, we will see you next
1: time.